I just got something on my heart to share with you the, this morning. So if you've got a Bible, Psalm 118, and it will come up on the screens uh, as well, Psalm 118. And you know, the last time I spoke a couple of weeks weeks back, I shared a message around what we're to do while we wait. What, what do we do while we wait? How many have noticed that a lot of life is spent waiting? waiting for stuff, waiting for things to happen. It's kind of spent in sometimes the state of, of limbo. And I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting. I do not like waiting, especially when it comes to the things that God has promised me, the things that God's put on my heart that he's placed before me. You know, you know, we, what do we want? His promises. When do we want them? Now. I don't want to have to have to wait for them. But, but, um, but we want the promise, but we don't always want the process, right? We, don't, we, we say yes to the promise, but we don't always say yes to the process that, that gets, us, gets us there. And I've just realized as I've been journeying, as I've been waiting for things to, to come to me, that when it comes to the things that God wants for us, He's actually really interested in the journey. He's really interested in the process that, that we go through. He's, he's interested in how well we will navigate the journey amidst delays and distractions and discouragements. Really, really interested in that because your waiting room is God's workroom. And He's working on stuff in you and, uh, and, and, and with you. And often the point of the process is to get you to the promise. You're not going to be able to shortcut that. So we've got to get used to this journey where we just hang on to God and, and, and trust Him. Because sometimes we can get so destination focused. We're fixated on where it is we're going we're gonna to get to. And we miss what God is wanting to do in the present, in, in the process. And so if you're, taking, uh, if you're taking notes this morning, I've entitled this message, oh, it's already there, right here, right now. Everyone say, right here, right now. Okay, that worked better in my head when I kind of... <laughs> Is anyone here right now? Anyone? A couple of people are? Maybe turn to the person next to you, just check, just to make sure that, yep, there's definitely some people, you're here, you're here, yep, right Right now you are here, that's, that's fantastic. All right, Psalm 118, verse 24, let's jump into this. It says, it says this, this, this is the, the, the King David, the writer of a lot of the Psalms, he says, this is the day, right here, right now, this is the day, not, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right here, right now, this is the day the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. What is the it? It's this moment right now. We will rejoice and be glad in this moment right here, right now. Not, not what happened yesterday, what, not what might happen tomorrow, but this is the day that the Lord has made. I want you to uh, imagine for the sake of this illustration that the front here is like the space-time continuum. Any Back to the Future friend, uh, fans out here? 1.21 gigawatts! So what we have over here is like the past, right? That's what's been, that's behind us. And, and then we have the present, this is today. And then over here, and maybe all you guys are like the future. You're, you're what, what could be, what is to come, if you like. And so we have the past, we have the present, and, and we have the future. Now, the scriptures are plentiful about the dangers of living in this space. 
There's passages like Philippians 3.13 where, 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 uh, where, where, Paul, where Paul says, forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind me, I press on to the things that, that are ahead of me. Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 9 that no one having put their hands to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom. Right, it's this warning about David, don't just don't camp here, don't don't stay in this place. Isaiah says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Don't stay stuck in that in that place. You, we read in the book of Genesis, Lot's Lot's wife, as, as they're fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah, she looks back at that place longingly, and it and it says that she's turned into a pillar of salt. That's crazy. I don't want that to happen to me. And 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 sometimes it can be it can be a struggle, but but living living there on that side of the space time continuum is is not good for us. We're, we're not a, we're not a stay there. The, the past is good to learn from, but it's not good to live in. We're to learn from it. We're not to live in it, right? And so we need to move on. We we can't we can't live in the past. And one thing, when I'm thinking about this continuum, I, I think about my, my faith, and one of the things I've noticed about it, and maybe it's the same with you too, is I, I love thinking about the space over here. I love thinking about the, the future, the things to come, and, and you know what? This is where I, I, I want to be, right? I love, I love this space. This is, where, this is where all of the promises get fulfilled in our future, right? This is where fulfillment and success and, 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 and the dreams sort of being act. This is, this is the space that I really love, and, and this is the promised land, you know? There's, there, there, no one's getting turned into salt in this space like they did over there, Right? There are no mean scriptures telling us to stay out of our future, to not think about our future like there is when it comes to our past. This is the space that I think about when I go to sleep at night. This is the space that, that, that I dream about. And, and the scriptures, if they say anything about our future, is to set our gaze upon what God's wanting to do in us in the future days, in the, in the, in the, days, in the days to come. And and so, and we do that, we, we think about that, we set our gaze on that from this place right here. This is the present reality, right here, right now. You, you and I, we're here. This is our moment this morning, t- today. This is the present. And from this place, we look forward to the future, not, not to the past, because because the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and hope is the confident expectation that good is coming. Where's, where's good coming from? Coming from over there. It's coming from, from what, is, what is to come. And God's over there, right? God's in our future, isn't he? He's, in, he's outside of time, but he's, he's there and he's here. And, and, and he's, he's, he's calling out to us from the future. And he's saying things like, hey, hey, listen. Hey, everybody, I know the plans that I have for you. How, do, how does he know them? Because he's already here. He's already been, he, he's already been in the future. And he's, and he's telling us, man, I know the plans that I have for you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says. And, and that's kind of how, how prophecy works. You know, Mark was mentioning prophetic words this morning. Prophecy is when we're kind of, we get an, we get an air, we, we hear a glimpse of, of the possibilities that exist in this place. That that could happen there. It's an invitation to step into to God's preferable future for us. And, and then we get to declare, we get to decree in this present day what we believe God's calling us into. 
And so we're called to live from the present and climb towards God's preferable, preferable future for our lives. Paul says we're, we're to forget the things that, that, that uh, are behind us and we're to reach forward to those things that are ahead in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we have the past, we have the present, and we have the future. And I don't know about you, but as I steward those promises, as I dwell on them, as I think about what's to come, I've got a little folder at home, a physical folder, and with, with all of these prophetic words, a lot of these promises, I've got them on my computer. I'm, I'm reminding myself of them often because I, I, I've seen what he has for me, and I love it. I want to see it. I want to take hold of it. I, I think, wow, come on, God, do it now. Do it today. And, and we often say things, don't we, like the best is yet to come, right? Come on, the best is yet to come. And it's true, though. It is true, the best is yet to come. And, and, and God does have a hope and a future in mind for us. And listen, we should really, we should be inclining ourselves towards the possibilities of, of tomorrow. But he, here's where all that to say, he, here's where there can also lie a challenge or a, a problem for us. Because I know what God has said about my life, about my future. I know what he said about this church in the future. I know what it is we're working towards. I, I know what it is the vision that I'm serving for, for this place. And, 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 and I know what he's promised. And I've sought to have that picture of, of my future painted in my heart as an invitation to step into it. And, and, and that is a constant source of encouragement for me. But, but here's the thing. Here's what I want you to get a hold of this morning. That I can live, I can live with such an expectation for a better tomorrow. I can live with such a hope that what God is going to do next week or the week after or next year, that I can actually miss what he's wanting to do in me right here, right now. In other words, we can have such a focus on what God will do that we often miss what he is doing, right? We can actually miss the current reality, his presence and power in our lives right here, right now. And I don't want to, I don't want to diminish in any way or make, make trivial our positions of faith concerning his promises. So, so important. What he said about your future, come on, God's not a liar. He'll do it. He'll do it. We've got to trust in him that he'll lead us. The things he said, the things he's put in your heart, he'll do it. But we can get so caught up in how good it's going to be tomorrow that we fail to recognize what he's actually already beginning today. And thank him for that. And in failing to recognize it, we fail to apprehend it for our lives right here and right now. Isaiah puts it like this. The Old Testament prophet, he says this in Isaiah 43, uh, verse 18 to 20. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. And if we were to stop there, as we often do, it would sound like one of those great Christian cliches. Come on, you know, he's doing a new thing. Forget the former things. You know, the, old, the old's gone. The best is yet to come. But it actually continues. It says in uh, verse 20, I think it says, it says this, now it springs up. Now. Now, forget the former things. 
forget about this space, don't dwell on the past, see I'm doing a new thing, when does it spring out, like sometime in the future, like tomorrow, you know, next year, no, now, now it springs up, and listen to this, do you not perceive it? Are you not picking up on the thing I'm doing right now, right here, right now in your life? Don't worry too much about tomorrow. Definitely forget about the past. But listen, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you realize what is happening right here, right now? Do you, do you realize what God is, the current activity of God in, in your life? And I think what Isaiah was prophesying here is, hey, don't get so caught up in another time or space. Don't get so camped in one place that you, you actually miss what I'm doing today. Do you not perceive it, he says. The key is in recognizing. The key is in discerning and perceiving the current activity of God in your life and being aware of what he is doing right here, right now. Otherwise, otherwise what can happen? And I've found this to be true of my own life is that we can inadvertently, we can accidentally keep God's promises at arm's length. They're always just ahead of us. They're just a little bit out of reach. It's like one of those donkeys with the carrot, you know, and it kind of just tries to get hold of it, but it's always, it's always just ahead of it. We can't, we can't quite reach out to it. They're always at arm's length because we're thinking, man, greater things are yet to come. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be good tomorrow. It's just my, my breakthrough's just around the corner. It's nearly here. It's coming and it's coming. And then we, we can lock ourselves into this perpetual expectation where we're constantly looking ahead, but we're never dis- Concerning the day in which we are in, that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. All right, high five someone, make sure you're still awake. All right. I want to I wanna suggest to you this morning that, that one of the ways that we get to see more, and I totally believe there is more. There are greater things to come, but one of the ways that we get to see more of our future coming into our present, one of the ways that we can get that over there to come into here, apart from time, right? But one of, one of those ways that we will get to see more answered prayer, how do we see more of our dreams being fulfilled? I believe it's actually in our ability to recognize and perceive what he's doing right here, right now. And steward these moments really, really well. In Ezekiel chapter 47, don't turn there. You might take too long or go in your contents page to find it, but it's going to come up on the screens as well. There is a really obscure passage. It's very kind of nebulous what's going on there. It's the prophet Ezekiel. He's had this vision that God is showing him something. And I don't want you to take, pay too much attention to the context of the passage, which is the, you'll never hear me say that in any other place, but, but just catch the principle of what's been said here to Ezekiel. It, it says this, the man, and he's having this vision, this dream, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. And the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Verse 2 says, Then he brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. Just, just go with me here. This is kind of sounding confusing even to me. Everyone say, the water was trickling. All right. 
Verse 3 says, as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand. He's holding a ruler, right? Just remember that. This man is holding a ruler in his hand. And he measures off, it says, a thousand cubits. Then he led me through the water, which was ankle deep. Everyone say, ankle deep. It was ankle deep. And then he measured off another thousand cubits. He got this ruler and he measured it off again. And he led me through water that was what? Knee deep. It was knee deep. And then he measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. Then he measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. And he asked me, he asked Ezekiel, son of man, do you see this? Do you see what's just happened? Do you see what is actually going on? And I want to propose to you this morning in light of this message that when God finished showing this vision to Ezekiel by saying, Son of man, do you see this? He didn't want him just to see the fact that what began as a trickle was now a raging river. That's a whole other message for a whole other time. But sometimes we're waiting for some great breakthrough when we've got to get under the trickle and start declaring that to get more. All right, sometimes we're standing in the river that God wants us to be in, looking over at somewhere else. We say, man, that trickle is going to become a river if we'd steward it well. But, but what, I, what I really believe he's saying is, is, is not just that the trickle became a raging river, but that after each time a measure was taken, the flow of water became greater. Now, again, don't worry too much about the context, but catch the principle here. He measured it off. Hey, it's ankle deep. Do it again. Measure it again. He measured it again. Wow, it's up to my waist. Measure it again. What's it like now? I measure it again. Man, it's it's now a river that's too strong, too deep to, to even get across. Because after each measurement was taken, the water became greater. What I'm trying to say is that what we give our attention to will increase. What we focus on will be the focus. It, it's, you know, what we acknowledge will become, will become greater. We know that's true in the negative, right? We keep focusing on negative things. That's just going to build around our lives. But what I want you to see is that when we recognize, when we measure, when we, when we perceive, when we take note of, of the current activity of God, when we, when we take note and measure what God is doing in us, no matter how small and insignificant it might be, man, God's just doing some ankle stuff. It's like nothing. I'm waiting for the big stuff over here to happen, right? But what he's saying, son of man, do you see this? He's saying, when you give attention to the small things that I'm doing, it will lead to greater things. It will lead to greater things. You see, God takes notice that we notice. God takes notice when we steward the small things that he's doing. And he says, well, here you can have some more. Now it's up to your knees. Thank you, God. Thank you for all that you're doing today. Man, I, I just know that your activity around my life is so good. I see it. He's, well, congratulations. It's now up to your waist. And on and on it goes. It's, it's kind of like the parable of the talents, right? Like if we're faithful in a little, if we're faithful in the small things that God gives us, that parable says that, that we, our reward for being fruitful in a little is what? More. More of what we've been faithful in. And I believe the same is true when we recognize what God is currently doing in our lives today. You've got to grab this. I hope you are this morning. God's doing something. 
God is doing something in your life. You may think, I can't think of any. I don't think God's doing anything. God is doing something in your life. Find out what it is. Find out what it is. Pray. Ask Him, Lord, what are you doing right now? What are you stirring in me? What are you doing behind the scenes that I may not be able to see with my eyes? But there's something that he is doing. When you, when you recognize it, it will make way for a greater manifestation of his business in your life. Don't get discouraged by ankle deep, ankle deep activity of God. Thank him for it because it'll then go up to your, your knees. Son of man, do you see this? Unfortunately, too often we miss the trickle while we wait for the river. We're waiting over here. We're waiting for for this to come when it's beginning to trickle and we're missing it. Our eyes are so set on on the greater things to come that we miss the small things that will lead us to the greater things. I said a couple of weeks ago that it's often the process that leads us to the promise. We want to we want to bypass the process and just jump to the to the promise. Listen, if if we will miss if we don't acknowledge the small things that God does are actually leading us to the greater things. Sometimes our right belief that greater things are yet to come is the very thing that's keeping us from experiencing them. Does that make sense? Sometimes our right belief, man, God, you've got something great for me. It's true. But sometimes that will actually be the very thing that stops us from taking hold of it because we're trying to live in the future and God's saying, come on, I'm right here, right now, and I'm doing something. This is the day. This is the day that I've made. Let me give you a, a little bit of an example of this. I've shared this story before, but when Caroline and I were first married, we, we kind of really had a, a, a great sense that, we would, be, we would be at some point in our future in full-time ministry, like in, involved in local church leadership in some way. We kind of knew that even before we were married. This is what God kind of had, had planned for our lives. And we would have every year our, our anniversary dinners at a, a great Asian place in Waikanae Beach. And we'd have these conversations around the dinner table about our future and would say things like, man, don't you feel God's pulling? Yeah, I feel his pulling. Isn't it going to be amazing what he's going to do? And Elijah, I reckon it's going to be amazing. And we would say things like, I reckon in a couple of years, we're going to be doing something completely different. Like we were, we were both involved, and I was involved in secular work. And, but we just knew that God was going to do something, do something great because the best was yet to come. And there was this great sense of anticipation and expectation that God was going to use us and send us some we're great, Nelson, right? This place is the greatest. And, and, and so every anniversary dinner, we'd had, have this conversation and the years went on, year one, year two, year three, year four. And man, how exciting was this, the future that we're going to have. And then we made the mistake in, that was made that believing that God was going to call us into something when actual fact he already was. We were kind of waiting for his call to come when he actually already was calling us. We just hadn't recognized it. And, and because as the years went on, the conversation never changed. It was always out there somewhere. One day God's going to do this sometime in the distant future. Maybe another, another year. Wow, is it going to be great? And we began to realize that the apprehension of the promise wasn't just limited by God's timing, and sometimes it is, but it was limited by us recognizing that you're not about to call us. You are calling us right now. What are you doing right now? 
because we had our eyes so focused on what could be and what might be over in this space, we, we never saw what was, what actually was happening. And I just, I just wonder this, this morning how many things we may be waiting for on him. We may be waiting for, for, for God to do, even with great expectation, that God's actually saying, hey, listen, fellas, I've already started that. I've already begun that. You, you're waiting for something over I've already started it. Do you not perceive it? Can you not see it? Can you not sense what's going on? Son of man, do you not perceive it, what I'm doing right here? Can you see the trickle? Can you see what I'm doing right here, right now? Why don't the band come? Thanks, guys. I'll begin to wrap this up. What a great morning we've had. Loved hearing the story, Mark, and what God's doing in your life. God's up to things. He's stirring in people. He's whispering into their hearts. He's pulling them closer to them. He is standing and calling us forward. We've got to recognize in our lives what he's doing. I, I just believe there's people here this morning, maybe listening on, online with a, with a dream. You've got a dream. There's a promise that God's spoken. There's a, a cause in your heart, maybe a prayer that, that's yet to be answered. And you've set your focus perhaps so far into the future that you'd never, you'd never see where the answer to it begins. You're going to miss the answer coming because you're so focused in the future, which is right here, right now. And God is, God is saying, come on, if you'd only recognize it, if you'd only pick up on my current activity in that area in your life, why don't we just stand this morning as we, we begin to wrap this up? just believe God's saying, acknowledge what I'm doing today. Acknowledge what I'm doing in your life right now, and I'll give you more. I'll give you more. I'll, 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 I'll give you more. I'll, I'll increase it. We think about our, our marriages. If we could just turn that down a, a little bit, that'd be great. Think about our relationships. Think about things that kind of matter to us, our resource, our finances. We think about all this stuff. You know, we have a vision for things like Maybe our marriage isn't in the greatest place right now. Maybe wives, you're thinking, man, I've got a, an expectation that my husband, every time I come home, is going to carry me through the door and there's going to be rose petals leading to every room of the house, right? That's your, that may be your vision. You're thinking, I need a better marriage. But maybe you need to ask yourself, you know what? What's my husband doing right now that I can thank him for? It's going to encourage him and start taking rose petals around. <laughs> What you give attention to will increase. What about your finances? What about money? What about your wealth, the ability to create wealth for your life? You know, man, I, I got a dream. You may be thinking, when I when I'm when I'm wealthy, you know, when I got a whole bunch of money, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so generous. I'm gonna give to the poor, I'm gonna give to the church, I'm gonna give to the SPCA, it's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome. Just you wait until that day comes. Listen, what about stewarding well the little that you do have right now? Because listen, listen to this. He will not give you what you won't be faithful in a little with. Uh-oh. God will not give you what you're not already being faithful in a little with. What's he doing? What's he doing right now? God's promises. Man, I'm just waiting for, 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 for the Lord to answer my prayer for this thing or that thing. It's, it's going to be amazing when he does. I hope, I hope it comes soon. I hope it's coming soon. What about thanking him for the little breakthroughs? for the little answers, for the small ankle stuff that he's doing right now. What if the river, what, what if 
What if the river representing his promises flowing so deep over you that you can't even touch the ground, that you're, you're just swimming, lost in his blessing? What if it begins to grow when you recognize when it's this big, when it's insy, wincy, tiny? What if that flow begins to increase when we start saying, God, I am aware, even if it's just a little bit, but you're doing something right now, right here, right now in my life. I can't discern a lot, but I sense you're doing something. And even when I don't realize it, I know in faith that you are actually working behind the scenes for me. And in that season, I trust you that you will bring about my breakthrough. But right now, I say thank you. Thank you for the provision as I steward right now my life well. Thank you for an incredible marriage as I steward right now what's happening around me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so, Lord, I pray. I pray for every person here this morning. God, no matter where it is, where we're at on this space-time continuum, where you have us, the journey you have us in, we all have a present. We all have a right here, right now. We all have this moment right now. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak. That you would remind us you'd put on our lips something to be thankful for, something to recognize, something to grab hold of today that we could say, thank you for this. You would give us more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray for every hope, every dream, every promise. God, let our hearts be full of expectation full of anticipation of what you will do, but don't let us miss because we won't see what you're doing today. Come on, let's just end end with this song. Thanks for listening. For more information about Aspire Church, find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Check out our website, aspirechurch.org.nz. Love to see you on Sundays, 10 a.m., 101 Hardy Street.